Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 9, Episode 9, or whatever, Alien... Nope. Aliens. And the Civil War. Because <laughs> I still have alien messages written down. <laughs> I've done that on the Twitch several times. <laughs> Four score and Four. seven probes ago, these eighteen anuses told me they were eighteen years old, and I chose to believe them. But afterwards, when the semen settled, we found that we were not created equal. And that their holes range to various sizes and shapes. But my little probes fit into every single one. And that's why I'm proposing that our one nation can only truly be a unified nation until the age of consent is lowered to parental, to parental, parental release. release. <laughs> describe, 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 describe. <laughs> that was pretty good. User. Yeah. yeah. User. <laughs> Use user me. <laughs> Use children. Now, if the if the parent is the user, then... Well, then that's when we run into a very, very gray discreet. area. Uh, I was touched by a child on my penis and balls this weekend, mm-hmm. so... You guys can isolate that audio. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, well, it wasn't consensual on my end. I did right. not ask for it. So you were sexually raped. I was assaulted. Yes. Yes. By a, la- a large, a large handed small child. Because <laughs> he got the whole package in one. Yeah. So. Mike Mongo. Exactly. Yes. His father was not, un- or was uncertain as to what was going on as we were all laughing. His father was not uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> was not around. Uh I believe someone said that they heard him say dad mm-hmm. as he turned around. <laughs> Maybe daddy. And just groped at crotch level exactly. for a man yeah. around him. Well, we know what's going on. He's living like, in Lincoln's few, uh, it, post-war America. It's like the whole thing, you know, where uh, <laughs> there's those j- joke torture scenes where a person exposes themselves and then a, a baby cow, a.k.a. calf, comes up and uses it to suckle on. Right. Because exactly. it just doesn't know any better. Thinks that's joke tortures. <laughs> I feel like that was in a movie where they, like... Joke torture for me is like watching The Hangover or something, okay? <laughs> That's my joke torture. Down. Movie fucking sucked. Yeah. Joey's always hated that movie. Anti-hangover. Which they do say they're like, if you watch that again and uh, play it out, like that couldn't have been made today. Exactly. And even though it wasn't that long ago. Right. It was what, like t- 2010 or 9? I was going to say something? like 10 years ago yeah. or something like that. So. One of the, not the only, as people like to, to claim that it is, one one of the few, like... Many the hangover re- movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the part, of the, part of the rebirth of the rated R comedy that really, like, Wedding Crashers and a couple others did yeah. a couple and, like, years old before. like, old school. Exactly. And I feel like 40-Year-Old Virgin was the rebirth yeah, of totally. that. Because 2004-ish, 2003 kind of yeah, era. Like yeah, yeah. because yeah, the but, 90s were pretty bereft of, like... Triple uh, A quality rated R comedies. Exactly. There was lots of rated R comedies, but they were like B movies and right, right, right. Like even like uh, what's the? I was one? gonna say you know soap tit romps. Yeah, exactly. Some soapy yeah. tits will be sloppy borfs. Because that's like the teenage movie and not another teen movie mm. and like all those dumb parody movies. Right, and then which were like parodies of. The parody m- movie that, like, the movies that Marlon and Sean Wayne right, made right. with Scary Movie and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, but they Scary just, Movies like, were... Scary Movie ugh. 2 is probably the last good yeah. parody 
movie. And there was like 15 after that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they all went down. Yeah, not another team. Not movie, all the not saying. another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the Nutter Butters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But no, I. Uh, and then even, yeah, the 90s, even. Uh, what's that one Chappelle, sh- Dave Chappelle movie everyone loves where he's uh, high? Half baked. Like, that's fine. But it's it was not okay. like yeah. I'm dying, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, the. The 40-year-old virgin stuff, I remember, like, dying, laughing in the theater. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is hilarious. And yeah. I haven't had that in a very long time, and yeah. I miss it. Always seeking it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's hard to commit to going to comedies in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, Netflix and all that stuff, it, or yeah. rent it for three bucks. You're like, oh, whatever. If it sucks, right. then no harm, no foul. But Yeah. Um, They're all, like, fine enough, but it's not like, this it, is hilarious. And it's this yeah. self shitting cycle of the studio thinks that it has to put every joke that's really funny and if there's only four jokes that are really funny in the movie and you put them all in the trailer you're fucked it's fucking pointless like why are you going in because that's really what happens most time is that most of the jokes get ruined you know and then there's like weird sleeper hit movies like i guess a lot of the will ferrell stuff has the potential to be funny yeah which i watched that sherlock and it was Pretty much as bad as everyone. Oh said. yeah, I was actually my wife and I were kind of excited to see that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the trailer looked kind of so yeah, bad be, and insane. Yeah. It was going to be kind of funny, but it's not it was good. not okay. Yeah. Was it the best HBO. parts of the trailer? Nah, it just wasn't good. I mean, there's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I fell asleep that watching. Was definitely didn't pay attention. Yeah. But uh, you can what? use my HBO Go login and watch it if you really want. Oh wait, I have one too. Okay, yeah. Um, I, can't I mean, it's it. worth kind How of watching, you? I guess, but. <laughs> It's not like we might. I, I was hoping I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of those movies like Grandma's Boy that right. everyone shit on, and then it actually was really funny. Yeah, and, and people exactly. figured it out later. But um, now that I haven't that wanted to go back last, and one of the last movies I really laughed at. Yeah, like really just when you still felt like a teenager and found like those Adam right. Sandler comedies. I mean, that was an Adam Sandler kind of movie, but kind. Uh, but uh, <sighs> Lost my train of thought. Doesn't matter. Um, but those movies. Oh, uh, I said Fuji's and Finions. That that yeah. that movie, Election or whatever it was, with Will oh, Ferrell yeah. and Zach Galifianakis. That was like nobody watched it. It was kind of a I bomb. Feel like but I like, did see that. But it was pretty funny in a lot of parts. But yeah. it was like I don't know. Those movies. They never. It's so rare that they balance a good story exactly. and good jokes. Right. Right. Whereas like a lot of those, even hyper, they're just setting up a shitty story to get to the next jokey set piece right right that's right. why people love like ghostbusters and back of the future as these great comedies because there's it's also a cool movie even if there and wasn't actually, the comedy yeah, in yeah. it well so, like ferris bueller's day off i think right? yeah well not according to my wife well she's <laughs> wrong sorry she hi georgina to... <laughs> hi georgina i love you sweetheart mm. um yeah she didn't like how excessively he had to rebel against his parents so yeah in yeah. that one single day exactly so How's it going, Steve? It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's Monday. Yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a long weekend in a good way. Um, got some sun, got some fun. You know, gave back a little bit. Worked at a mm-hmm. food bank, not mm-hmm. serving food, but it, like you pack up the food. So it you goes deposited food some banks. food. I did. Yeah. yeah, I worked. Yeah, I donated at a semen parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, gave back. <laughs> you know, I worked semen on packing parlor. It up. Yeah. I'm just picturing because we went to. Uh, a gelato parlor uh, oh. <laughs> right over right over we were running a bunch of errands on Saturday we went to that place it's over in Huntington called the Moo Cafe yeah, or off something beach and uh, yeah, yeah you know yeah that's where uh, the, the the parlor was yes uh, it was like Vietnamese run but very like French Italian kind mm-hmm. of but at mm-hmm. the same time kind of Japanese flared because the Japanese the, all of their bakeries or ice cream places are, are yeah. all very French inspired where everything right. is about 
the artistry and the look and the use of mm-hmm, color mm-hmm. and all the and very they also love clean. Tomato. Huh? They also love Italian. <laughs> you said tomato first. Well, I was thinking because <laughs> there was a an Italian restaurant at Mitsua Market called mm-hmm. the Tomato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they love their spaghetti over there. Like there's there's Italian restaurants in in Tokyo, but also just straight up spaghetti restaurants, which are kind of like marketed towards young people more or something because it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a burger place like to them it's like here's yeah, a spaghetti yeah. restaurant you know um but uh but no this place was was uh very nicely set up super clean super whatever and it, you know very it, it had those bubble waffle cone things they can they bake where it's like mm-hmm. a vietnamese style thing and very delicious but yeah. uh that to me when i when <laughs> when you said uh semen parlor yeah i just thought of them just with all the flavored semens, the frozen semen, they're scooping it up and asking for one cup yes, or two exactly. or whatever. Yeah, that's how you give back to the community because yeah. then they get you know the taxes and then yes. it's you know various ways to support yes. the city of Huntington. I had a, um, a unicorn vanilla ice cream, which was probably the most delicious vanilla ice cream I've ever had in my life. It was just very flavorful, but yeah. then I mixed that with a scoop of peanut butter cookie mm. ice cream. Now that ah, was, that was the tits, lunch. my friend. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> We went there right after uh, going to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods because uh, my wife has a pair of uh, donut-inspired Brooks running shoes that she's bringing on our Germany trip. Wonderful. Which we put on hold there. Um, and I was looking for another kettlebell, but their kettlebells were shitty and janky. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, let's, let's go get ice cream. Yeah, after yeah, this, yeah. Know, it was delicious. So. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we both got some new shoes. Yeah. I got some old shoes that I'm going to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh very looking much forward to. You have old shoes you're gonna bring? Some old Asics. Oh, I think. oh got it. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> I think it. Yeah, I don't know. I got to find the other ones I'm looking for. Yeah. But those are also good. Just you know, gel. The gel is real, my friends. Yeah. It's a great shoe. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, weren't you gonna go get some Quantum 360s again or something? Yeah, but the store was closed. Oh, that so. sucks. You could probably order it. Yeah, but it's not. I I don't want to risk it in this time. Yeah. And I think Plus, I have some three sixty. When we were working somewhere there, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were working there, we probably all had like ten pairs of those each. It's yeah, not like we and were, I've got enough. We weren't running through them on marathons like right. marathon exactly. runners would yeah. run through. And them I've got gel like fives and stuff like that too. Yeah, so yeah. I might pick out a few pairs of those, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, we will see. But I got my uh, chest pack. I've Quite got an indictment of our packs. current shoe company. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> yes, getting ready for the big trip. Yes. This weekend will be, I think I'm going to try and like full on pack as much as mm-hmm. I can just yeah. so I know what I am or am not missing. Right. That way I have enough time to go get it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, my wife t- turned me on, <laughs> as she mm-hmm. does. No, she turned me on to uh, those packing cubes. Um, right. And we just bought some from Eagle Pr- Eagle Preak. Yeah. <laughs> Eagle Prick. Unpaid sponsorship yeah, Eagle of the Creek. show. Uh, They're sponsored, uh, just unpaid. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they invented them, but they sure act like they perfected them or something because right, okay. they're a very big part of their <laughs> luggage line. But yeah. those things, like we, we I think we used them for the first time on our UK trip, or maybe it was our honeymoon. I don't know. It was our UK trip. And it was like, it was so great to just, it's these, just these little square shape. Once they're filled up, they keep a squarish kind of shape. Yeah. And you just fucking then you're just tetrising your backpack whenever you're going, and it makes right, it super right. nice because we're gonna, we're going to five cities in eleven days, so right. we'll be unpacking and packing quite a bit. So yeah, um, we got to find a f- figure out a fun name for the trip because Joey Bongiorno was oh yeah, at yeah. Italy mm-hmm. for beer there. Mm-hmm. Some sort of our Yavol visit <laughs> <laughs> to the land of uh, yeah that our guy sh- our Schwein <laughs> Schweinus or whatever because everything yeah, yeah. was like Schwein. 
yeah. Schweinhock and Shrine Patrol. Yeah. Our little piggy trip. <laughs> we will that be oinking through the old world. <laughs> <laughs> oinking and poinking. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, um, like I said, like we said last week or on Patreon or whatever, uh, I'm extremely excited for yeah. this trip. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm most excited to try the food because everyone's like, oh, the food in Europe is so much better because oh, yeah. the ingredients and this, this, and that. So I'm mm-hmm. just very curious to yeah. really experience that and say, like, oh, it is better or yeah. same or If you whatever. haven't heard before, like, this is Steve's. The, the farthest Steve's gone out of the, U- the U.S. is Hawaii and Puerto Rico. Hawaii's a state. Yeah. No, I know, but I, I'm I saying know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying uh, off world. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've been off world, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, Puerto Rico, which is a U.S. Commonwealth, yeah. but yeah, leaving continental United States—that's right. the only. You've time. never technically, and even had leaving to... the country, right? You've never had to use your password. Password. My password. Yep. <laughs> oh, the password it is people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you never had to use your passport to go, or do you have to use your passport for Puerto Rico? Or just driver's uh, nope. license. Just driver because U.S. Commonwealth. Ooh, so I, I think could dab to that. Remember we used oh, to say that. Yeah. Oh, oh I could. Oh, dab I to still that. say that. I think I still <laughs> do too. Yeah. But uh, where Joey yeah, saw right. that at a convention once, yes. where some guy got very stoked and then was like, "Oh, I could dab to that." I forgot the origin story right, of that because it was you at that the <laughs> the expo thing and yes, gave him some shoes right. or something. Oh and, yes, that's and right. And he was all pumped. Oh damn, son. Oh, I could dab to that. Like, not going to dab, yeah. just I could dab to that. Yeah, because it was it was like he didn't like like three or four of the colors of the free $150 shoes I was giving him yeah. for working our booth at the event. Right. And finally, it was like some black and red pair or something. He's like, oh, I could dab. We just did a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was years ago when dab was early on. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I could dab to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. That's what that kid said when he touched me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. No, it's cool because uh, when my wife, when we were going to our honeymoon last year, was like, hey, this is going to be a lot of, you basically have to pick your trip saying, do you want to see a lot of places mm-hmm. or do you want to just, like our buddy uh, uh, Bamey, or right. do you want to just hole up in one or two places and mm-hmm. really absorb go nuts. the culture there and really go crazy? And so um, this, the but and, I, and we did both. We did basically... For the UK trip the year in 2017, it was uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. so just that city, and then um, just London. But saying just London is like saying just New York, right? 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 Um, you could you could be in London for a week and see not half everything. the place yeah, yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, um, but anyway, but then Italy was literally the same kind of trip, like five cities in ten yeah, or eleven just days. Hit so, the trains, um, go nuts, and yeah, and it's so it's it's cool because even those train sections, they're not as boring as like. Driving to San Diego and back, which we've done a billion times, because right. or all driving the, up the grapevine. Exactly, yeah. all the sites are different, and the topography is different, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's all new. And it's all a little fresh, and yeah. uh, new types of people, new types mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. smells. Oh boy! Um, but uh, but yeah, in, in, I'm 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 super stoked. We're gonna um, you know, just be walking all day and seeing stuff. Jovi and, walking the whole yep. way. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, playing with little wooden puppets and things yes. and shops. There's gonna be a lot of crafts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm really interested too that we're going to Greater Germania during Oktoberfest and to see right. how not just Munich does it at the big tents, but right. how the rest of the country yeah. celebrate this stuff. Yeah, so. and Blorn was telling me about this uh, pastry, and it was she had to be very careful because she's like. 
It's literally pastry. They wrap around a metal rod mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. pull off because uh-huh. they like fire <laughs> roast it. Oh, and then just mm. dunk it in whatever you want. She's like, I don't like Nutella. It's gross. I don't know why people like it so oh, much. My God. Uh, but she's like, but so she. Would my get wife now hates in, boring. <laughs> uh, roll it in like cinnamon and sugar. Ooh, like a. We call this. A churro, yes. a German and it churro. Sounds like, I was like, she's like, no, churros are better. But this is it, still well, it makes good. it makes you wonder because of the German influence on Mexican culture in the 1800s. If yeah. any of those pastries were German inspired, right, I right, don't know. right. Yeah. So, I mean, we uh, all have Mexican sh- schnitzel, so yeah, <laughs> it gives us the Mexican schnitzel. Well, at Wiener Schnitzel, I got the tamales. <laughs> so, uh, what a fucking waste! No, it was not a dollar fifty or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> Best. Was it basically just like a little sack of hot chili or something in there at that point? No, it was a tamale with like ground meat inside mm. and then the chili on top with mm. the cheese. It was intense. Also, I forgot Joey hates tamales. Oh, disgusting. And yes. masa. Yeah. I love it. Which if, if it was a fast food version, then see if, if the masa was like sweet corn, I'd be like, oh, this is delicious. But it just tastes like dirt. Sorry, see, guys. Yeah, Not to me. Sorry, gents. Earth is good. <laughs> I was trying to think of like as God Will made Smith, dirt and dirt yeah, don't hurt, as Will Smith said in yeah. uh, Independence Welcome Day, the ultimate alien movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, my weekend was good. We did a lot of errands. Um, oh boy, Aaron's Andy. Oh <laughs> yes, oh yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of errands, and then um, uh, we went to <laughs> we went to we found a new favorite Italian place in Long Beach. Oh god, you and went we, again? And we went. We have we went 3 times in 8 days. Jesus. So we went once. What's so was great like, about it again? It's just like it only has like 12 or 15 things on the menu. It's a very it's a very good hole in the wall Italian place. The pizza is delicious. Okay. Um and then there as we've had a few dishes now, uh we found kind of what they do best and what they do not so best. Okay. But, um, their cream pasta is delicious. Their seafood pastas are delicious. They make an amazing tomato bisque, like a thick. That's like one of the choices with your. You get minestrone Moist. or tomato bisque, Moist. and then they have like not gastropubby Italian things, but little a few little things like twists. There's that little twist. Yeah. So they have, so they they're they're famous for their ground pepperoni. Like so, when they have you can get sliced pepperoni okay. there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. their big thing is they shave their meats on their pizza. So you get it's very thin pizza, mm-hmm. but not Neapolitan style. Um, it's all fresh made mozzarella and all that stuff, and then all the meat is just ground up. So you get this perfect right. layer, thin layer of hmm. ground meat. It's really good. Yeah, I think and, I've uh, been there once. Again, I looked mm, it up, and I, I'm been there since fairly confident. Fifty four. Yeah, I think I went there for like a fundraiser dinner where it's like, hey, come yeah, you're here on this Ooh, night. A little footsie. Oh. No, they yeah they do a lot of community stuff too because right, they've right, been right. there so long. Yeah. And so, um, but then yeah, they're like creamy basil, like anything with their cream pestoy kind of uh, uh, sauce is good. They're some of their fucking just free bread at the beginning is a very rustic, like, kind of garlicky, salty bread. It's fucking delicious. And then um, uh, uh, they have, oh, the couple little funky things were, like, mac and cheese, but with that ground pepperoni on it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this, ro- it's the rotelli, like, the, sp- the spinny pasta, uh, spiral pasta. And then one of the best apps I've ever had. Uh-oh. It's an Italian take. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I almost love it. Uh, an Italian take on grilled cheese and tomato soup. So they do... This bruschetta grilled cheese okay. with that tomato bisque to dip it in, and oh my god, it's like the softest, the how's, softest bread. How's it the bruschetta? Because it uh, has it has the like multiple types of cheeses in there, in and then, the sandwich. Yes, because it's in sandwich form. Okay. Plus, it has the marinated tomatoes and stuff mm. in there too, with mm-hmm. all the all bruschetta spicy. Yes. Oh my god, so good. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we went there. We had di- uh, dinner with the in-laws, which was nice. Um, 
A little bit of bickering over a couch, but it was fine. Uh-oh. Ultimately, no harm, Not like no my foul. couch. Yeah. What happened with their couch? Uh, my my mother-in-law wants to give us her old couch, which was custom-made like 15 years ago. Hey, so, the one we just threw away tonight, custom-made 20 years yeah. ago. And it's it's similar. It's just she kept it in like near-perfect condition. Mm-hmm. And she like wants to recover it for it. But, and it's a nice couch. It's not really our style. Yeah. But also, my wife was like, oh, well, Joey could use a new couch up in his, like, video game room where his cats live and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, even, but then, but then she was like, no, she had caveats. If she's going to give it to us. Oh, it can't be a cat room couch. It has to be front and center. It which then, then there. we're getting into the, well, then you need to just learn then how just to let go of your stuff exactly. or donate it or whatever. Yeah. And so it's this whole thing. But anyway. Yeah. I remember I, that white leather couch yes. I gave you. Mm-hmm. And then we took it and put it on the side of the road and yes. someone took it. I did have a weird feeling of like, oh yeah, that was in my mom's house. Yeah. And now it's with some weirdo with yeah. a truck. And I'm like, or some, yeah, but some who, hobo's just fucking dry humping that thing until like, he's wet humping it. I'm like, they're not associated with anymore. It's not <laughs> no. our things. It's like, whatever. You gotta, it's you gotta let it trash. go. It's just, yeah. It has its own new life right. now. And, and you know, like my wife, part of why I love her is she's a very sentimental person about things, partly because of her mom. And, uh, she but at the same time she's she's had to learn it's not the object itself it's the memories associated with it and so if it makes sense if it's like a fucking pocket knife or something you know something that's fine but like when it's just stuff every every single memory get destroyed like a couch is not meant to last exactly a lampshade or something like everything is just a thing and your memories are still with you you don't need that thing to remind you of it all the time right 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 um because as i said before her mom her mom is a wonderful person, but is kind of an or a very organized hoarder. She's right, she's right. a very tough time letting go of things or decorations she might want to use. But right. but it's nice drowning because, in Garland. Exactly. But but for a little Peter Griffin, yeah, it's her mom. I'm drowning in Garland here. Fucking water. Yeah. Uh but uh I'm Michael. It's <laughs> it's no, been Chris. a good it's been a good Sorry. lesson for us to try to be it's a good reminder to be a little more minimalist with things and go, hey, do we really need this fucking thing around do we have to keep and then right, you make right, right. then you make better choices yeah you know, every so. time i move it's always like okay i can purge right. some of this shit For, and then you also if you move enough you're like okay i don't need to keep this because right, when right. i move and what the fuck am i gonna i'm just gonna throw it away exactly uh real quick uh prolapse buttholes prolapse prolapse wet ask me jizz cum sock whatever that's for bobandy who on Castbox today was a little worried that we might be become Two high-profile broadcasters and stop the prolapse talk that he comes here for. So there you go, Bo. Uh, Bo Banny, remember, Dragon Wolf is not laughing at your joke. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, my last thing about this weekend, the the real piece de resistance for me was Borderlands 3 came out on Friday. uh, Thursday night I was playing it very late. Like Well, 9 p.m. they do the East Coast release for midnight. On Thursday. Downloading it. So Can you download it on the East Coast time? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. they just kind of pick that New York yeah, yeah, New exactly. York midnight Whatever. is midnight US, for everyone, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but man, oh man. I mean, the Borderlands series is... You don't like that guy giving the... 
<laughs> the double finger, <laughs> like that was Borderlands too. Yeah, whatever. I know, uh, but I'm just saying. But, I sold uh, a lot of toys for Borderlands. And well, so here's here's a little quick the robot history. thing. Yeah, the here's, psycho with the mask. Exactly. Yeah, here's a little. That's Krieg. Uh, here's a little whatever. quick history. Uh, <laughs> Borderlands. Fucking toy. You Borderlands. <laughs> it like invented like the looter shooter genre with all these heavy, heavy because it's a role playing game shooter. Okay. Whereas like Call of Duty started having role playing game elements, partly because of Borderlands, but mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, and it's like a, you pick one of four characters, and they all—it's a great, it has great shooting mechanics. And depending on the character and the tree, the skill trees within the characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the game is completely different. If you pick one mix of skill trees, you can—you have to do these certain things, or you'll fucking die. And then the right. other, so you can so, and then you all have a special power that you can do. Like the the first game, I always played the the guy that had—I played multiple characters, but I always played the guy that had was the elite sniper guy who had this like alien oh, bird thing that when he killed him or whatever. <laughs> Um, no, because you can't camp in there too. No, but uh, snipers um, technically usually will be campers. That's in Call of Duty stuff and everything too. But yeah. Um, but uh, and then Borderlands Two. I've probably played Borderlands Two through probably at least ten times. Now, so how each many with, times you play Skyrim or Sickrum? Uh, <laughs> Sickrum never. Uh, but no, I did play yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Skyrim twice, I think. I thought you played that like three or four times. Oh, uh, I well, let's say two and a half because okay. I played it when I still had my old tube, only semi HD TV. Okay. It only had, <laughs> it only <laughs> had, it didn't have 720p. Yeah. And so it only had 1080i, which at Loser. the time the PlayStation Three did not support. It only supported 1080p. Really. Yeah, 1080i, no video game developers made anything in 1080i. But it'd still play, it just wasn't as crisp and dark It would play, but it was now stretching a 480p picture out. So the first time I played through most of Skyrim... You made it prolapse. Yes. Oh, it was all stretched out and weird-looking, whatever. So when I finally got my my now-previous TV, which I had for like eight years, uh, it was a, you know, a decent like 45-inch Vizio or something like that, I, I played it and I was like, I am playing this game all over again because... It looks so shitty on my old TV compared to that one. I was like, oh, I'll just kill my old save, start over again, and just started. And then uh, when it came out on like PlayStation 4 again years later, like remastered or whatever, I played through it again. So Okay. Um, I never played through it once. I yeah. played played it. I just never came close to finishing it. I got, I got into... Like a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I got into Bethesda's games because of Fallout 3. And uh, so they had already been making the Elder Scrolls series. Mm-hmm. And Fallout 1 and 2 were these isometric three-quarter overview role-playing games okay. and made by some other company. Then Bethesda and ZeniMax bought the rights to it, and they basically took the Elder Scrolls first-person RPG engine and and made a Fallout game out of that, and then Fallout 3 became this huge hit. Massive, yeah. Fallout 4 was a huge hit later. But then, so they basically, they're a company now. They have other game studios they, they publish too, but they basically s- switch off between a Fallout game every four or five years and an Elder Scrolls game every four or five years. Oh, wow. Because they're these hundred, potentially... Hundreds hours long games, depending on the class you pick and right, right. the, the so race of beings you pick and stuff like that. Game. Borderlands is great because you can play through the story, you know, in I don't know thirty hours or something. And so by the time you're like, you know, all the missions and everything, you can really just focus on the different gameplay elements of your different character and everything right, like that. Right, so I right. played through Borderlands two with each character twice because there's like a new game plus where you can like keep your level and then you get all and these other do. things and there's better loot oh, and, and all that. Starting at a high level, and the enemies are way harder. There's some different enemies, and you yeah. get better loot and you all love this shit. The hard enemies. Oh yes, yeah. and uh, so Borderlands three, and so they they had not made a Borderlands game since 2012, 
because they decided like idiots to try to comp- I mean it was I think this was like Volcano and Dante's Peak. I don't think it was like copying each other because they couldn't have because they were developing these games unannounced at the same time for like four years. Mm-hmm. Gearbox, the developer of Borderlands, decided to make a shitty game called Battleborn to try to compete with Overwatch from Blizzard. Oh. They wanted to make a pure hero online shooter. Nobody wanted that from them. The the like characters weren't as interesting. The mechanics weren't mm-hmm. as good. Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch is. I mean, Blizzard is the World of Warcraft company. Yeah, they they had put billions all of dollars. their money into Overwatch. Right. Gearbox is still independent studio, whereas as Blizzard's owned by Activision, so it's right. like this fucking you know. So down here or fine. They nobody got a whole compound. And so Gearbox put all their eggs in the Battleborn basket. And you know, I get it. As develop as creators, you're like, well, we've been making these games, even though they're popular. We want to do something else, but. They couldn't do the thing that most developers that are big do is like have this team work on Battleborn and this team work on Borderlands Three, mm-hmm. and so uh, anyway, this has been a long time coming, and I'm happy to say I know you guys have all been waiting because I've you talked about it, before. it already. No, but it's just but it's fucking great. It's 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 more Borderlands, but with all all the shitty things about the previous games that were annoying about the user interface and that kind of stuff, all fucking solved. They're like the quality of life in the game is great. The shooting feels even more modern. And the uh, the four characters you can choose, I actually want to play as all of them at some point. Oh boy! Whereas before, like the soldier character was always the most boring. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, he had his special skill is he can throw a turret out, and the turret gets special powers and okay. stuff. But I'm like, they said turd. Yes, exactly. Okay. He can throw a big. Well, that game has a lot of toilet humor, Uh-oh. and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of weird, like hyper. Uh, social justice warrior kind of people going, no, boycott this game, even though it's already sold millions or whatever, because they don't like that the CEO is a rich guy who makes who's made like off color joke. Randy Pitchford, I think mm-hmm. his name is. And and they accuse him of like spending company bonus money on this thing or whatever, even though none of that's ever been proven. But there was a whole boycott bo- uh, boycott Borderlands campaign yeah. and nobody cared and everyone's no. buying it. So um so this anyway. has been Bad Boys on Borderlands. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Um I'm gonna pause here if that's okay mm. to go check on that meat real quick. I'm gonna we'll keep the Twitch here. going. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back on the podcast. We're gonna leave the Twitchers hanging. <laughs> Steve was we choking back. me to death. Uh, sick of all this Borderlands talk. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> said, Joe, you want you want to show Bandy a prolapse on Twitch? I'll show you fucking Twitch. <laughs> you can't show nipples, but you can show prolapse. Oh yeah. Uh, you can dodge a base. <laughs> That being said, if you do like our humor, you'll probably like a lot of the... Like, Borderlands is a very irreverent, funny game, and it's a lot of toilet humor. Number two. Uh, and then kind of like dad fucked up dad jokes most of the time. Okay. So. Right up our alley. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. One of the most dad daddies we know. Yeah. Um, I will uh, uh, give Bobandy even more time in the spotlight here. During our segment, Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you, the little probers and probats out there, to give us a five-star rating if you can, especially on Apple Podcasts, and uh, review us in the comments of that five-star rating, and we'll give you a shout-out and read it on the air. Um, now, Bobani commented on CastBox, but Bobani's a patron. He's one of our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash aliens. And of course, we're going to give him a shout out for giving us a shout out. So Bobani says on CastBox, the CastBox uh, podcast app, uh, back over here now. Too bad Apple cannot distinguish between a super fan. Nope, that's the old one. Sorry, he has, he has two in a row here. Just wanted to let you know I'm over here now, apparently. Nice episode last week on your part. If it mattered, I would rate it five stars. If we don't watch out, you will become seasoned broadcasters and will lose the amateur charm and prolapse jokes that I come here for. 
So yeah. thank you very much. So that's in reference to Joey's comment earlier. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, 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 subscribe to us, please. It really helps us get found on searches and things like that. Um, tell your friends about the show. And yeah, on Patreon, if you support us like Bobandy does, uh, for five bucks a month or more, um, you'll get at least two exclusive podcasts per month, usually three, but at least two. One of them is Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast, uh, which is very similar in format to this show, but it's about mm-hmm. ghost adventures. Uh, and then uh, you get an episode of Probing Deeper, which is probing deeper into something in the ancient astronaut theory or related worlds, yeah. you know, being off world. Yeah. So. Uh, we did a, a few, the most recent ones of those have been from Contact in the Desert, yes. where we were able to buy the actual presentations, and then we did a Mystery Science Theater style viewing where we played it live, or not live, yeah. but played it, and then We commentated over live yeah. uh, over the recording. Yeah, because so, yeah, they sold us, they sold DVDs. Of Dude, the, I, think, uh, I think next year we're going to have to buy like 10 of those things, know, because yeah. those were actually... Seemed like everyone really liked it, and it was yeah, a fun yeah. way to like get well, people to experience contact if you weren't there. Exactly, and maybe even buy some of the presentations we don't go to. Yeah, just to um, be able to just to have kind of a in the moment response right. as well, because that's new for us as well as for the that's listeners too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like you were saying, that's the real value is like we can go, we can go because you can't or something, you know? Because it's yeah. like luckily that event, that event in particular, especially or actually. All the aliens events so far with the ancient astronaut theorists are yeah. all in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, so outside of Dallas, yes, because well, Alien Con Dallas, Dallas, Maryland, all yeah. that stuff too. But yeah, um, but it was here first, exactly. Um, well, and contact only here, like that. It's exactly. like that in Europe. There's only one where those guys all. It's only one desert, exactly. Okay, with palm trees in it. So, yeah, the best kind. Yes, um, it's a very expensive trip. Please support our patrons. Yes, <laughs> we can go again next year. But yeah, uh, we we like doing all the extra Patreon, and then there's other perks too. You got the the patrons will always get like closet knowledge or other like more topical podcast uh, a little early uh, earlier yeah. than everyone else, um, and uh, and then if you want to check out. Uh, a free episode of Adventurous Ghosts in this uh, Probing Ancient Aliens podcast feed. About six or seven episodes ago, we had a Patreon peak of Adventurous Ghosts, and that was the, uh, not Edinburgh Vault, it was... um, Not Slosphorus. Might have been Slosphorus. No, Slosphorus was the... First one. Or first one, yes. Yeah, because we streamed that one. Exactly, yeah. So Um, if you're on Twitch, you would have got a little taste, because it only lasts for two weeks, and then it's gone. Yes. Um, But yeah... uh, we love making this content. We want to make more of this content. Um, and we'll always make this content, but uh, um, we just need more time. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and Beer They're Drunk, that will be coming back uh, pretty soon, probably after yeah. our trip. We'll yeah. do a, a nice little recap of yeah. That'll be the beer one. scene in southeast Germania. Exactly. And Czech. Czech, yeah. Um, but, uh, which apparently they do Oktoberfest in Prague as well. Yeah, we're so, going to find it. Yeah, very dramatic. Um, all the lagers, all the... Kolsch. I love Kolsch. I can't wait to go drink some real yeah. deal Kolsch. Fresh and cold. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, because that lily pot you were drinking was really good. Yeah. And a, a lot of the American-made Kolsch's out here I don't even like. Yeah, there's a, a few of the, like, like Bottle Logic had a really good one. But they, I mean, they have, there's, there's are always good, but there's yeah. one they made that I was, like, in love with. Yeah. But they never, like, I got a crawler and that was it. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I like that style for some reason. Well, and that's, that's supposed to be their... Na- that naturally is their like session style beer, okay. where you're supposed to drink not whole pints of it, but you're drinking these smaller like Long Island iced tea glasses very quickly. Yeah, what are those like? Yeah, the fluted long glass yeah. where you drink that super fast. Exactly, too. and then you put it on this disc or something, is right. like coin on the thing and say I you're want more, to or whatever. Just keep and going exactly. 
Because, um, yeah, when it gets warm, yeah. it kind of turns pissy and gross. But. Actually, I got to look, do a little bit of research because everyone shits their pants over like lambics and stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of those are from Europe. Exactly. So yeah, I got to yeah. look to see if I can try or if we can try and score any because those trade for like hundreds of yes. dollars on some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have a uh, little list to bring home if possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good call. So. Jacob's a good boy. Great job. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been obsessed with that because because uh, every time I hear the name Jacob, it makes me think of grumpier old men. Where yeah. Walter Matthau's, some I think someone's talking to him about his son, or or I think Sophia Loren's like, "Oh, your son was very polite," or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, Jacob's a good boy." <laughs> I want to. We always love the jelly sandwiches with yes. peanut butter. Yes. I made him. I made him jelly sandwiches with peanut butter because <laughs> they were fighting. and He's trying to get him back, like, yeah, just yeah. like your mom used to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, made you tit milk, tit milk and tit, <laughs> just like your mom used to make. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, this okay. episode of Ancient Aliens is all about this Abraham Lincoln and the Civil I War. I used to, I, so I loved like growing up Wild West. Stuff. I used to like America. <laughs> I used, yeah, it's not so great. Um, loved Wild West times mm-hmm. growing Yeehaw. up. So, like, Westerns going to Knott's Berry Farm because they had the Wild West area. Calico Mine Ride. Exactly. Mexico and Sombreros. True dad. Tacos. Churros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Jaguar. Yard. More, more South American, but yes, close yes. enough. It's in the realm. Central. And then, yeah, like, Civil War movies and, like, that kind of era. Just that general era mm-hmm. I w- always enjoyed. You, and, you uh, had... Uh, well, not Civil War, but you had the Patriot and Glory just on a, a rotating loop. Exactly. In your room at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Um, and it was nice. But Glory uh, is, uh, unbeknownst to us, it's actually the uh, prequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off because Matthew Broderick's character is actually named like Buellton, which is a, you know, in the lore of, of the John Hughesiverse. Um, that's that's like his great 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 grandfather or something yeah. too. <laughs> Sorry, whatever you're gonna say, I was yeah, just gonna no, hit the dab. <laughs> um, Downward dab. But I remember in like seventh eighth grade, we went to DC mm-hmm. in that whole area for a field uh, trip, and yes. I was like stoked because you could buy like actual like it was replica, but it was like the money from the time, and I bought it. And oh, was like, right, oh, that's right. so cool! And then I got home again, and I was like. What the fuck am I gonna do with this? Yeah. <laughs> like in the moment, I was like, "Oh, it's cool, Civil War area. Yes. We get some of this old timey money. It'll mm-hmm. be cool to have." And then, yep, I have no idea where it is. Probably got thrown away. Uh, and then I thought it'd be cool if I time traveled like Doc Brown. I had a whole briefcase of the old money, exactly. and it'd be good. Old counterfeit money, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, they always made. They were like, "Oh, it's real money. It's just new, right?" right. But it's from that. So it's like whatever. Uh, Matthew Broderick's character in Glory is actually Colonel Robert Gouldshaw. So I mean, I, that's a real movie you're talking about. You've never seen Glory? No. Oh man, it's got Ferris Bueller, the Equalizer, Denzel Washington himself. Uh, it's got uh, 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 Matthew McConaughey. No, uh, 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 Morgan Freeman <laughs> is in there as yeah. well. All right, all uh, right, and all it's, right. And it's about <laughs> it's about. Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick inherits, uh, un- unliked by him, um, inherits a group of uh, African American Union soldiers, like a battalion mm. of them, and it's you know it's a little frustrating for him. He feels he wants he's this officer that's right. up and coming or whatever. Yeah. But then of course they end up being some of the like fucking hardest, craziest right. fighters and stuff. Oh, and they were the hardest. Oh yes. Um, and uh, 
uh, and you know former slaves, things like that. So yeah, um, it was a I think Academy Award kill, winning kill, movie. Kill, kill <laughs> the white man. Kill him, kill him until he is dead. <laughs> kill the white yes. man. Um, yeah, I went to uh, Mama like a booby day. <laughs> I went to Washington D.C. because I was chosen oh to be part of the National Youth Leadership Conference. Let's talk about your outfit for that, Joey. You talk about how you're that one guy from California. Oh yes, all the all the East with. Coasters, especially the Virginian kids that I was with, all called me Sonic the Hedgehog because I had spiked hair, <laughs> and that was before it was cool across the whole country. Exactly. Well, it, it was it, it was in a down phase at that time. Oh, so well, sorry, Joe. I was trying to talk you up, but no, no, fine. <laughs> um, but uh, as I don't know if I've told this story, but I remember when because you've been growing your hair out. For yeah. the first time since I've known you, yeah, um, like really long. Last not, time not I just did like, it was probably like ten years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, you would like not shave your head for a couple months, but that was like right, as right. most as, as long right, as it would right, get. Right. And so you, like a like a young boy, discovered hair products for the first time in Target. So yeah. you were like looking at gels and various mousses and things like that. Yeah. And uh, and I remember when I first, uh, I mean, when I was you know in the in the late eighties when I was a little kid, it was like it was all about that depth. Not that, oh, yeah. not that drum dab. Drum dab. But uh, although he is he is known for great hair, D-U-P-P, but uh, baby. but that that Depp uh, gel that's like was like even at the time was. Do they even make that anymore? Oh yes, oh, they're still around. Um, but it came back, it like during the whole '80s revival mm-hmm. ten years ago, um, and it's just this shit. It's the big tub of classic like green or blue gel, which I'm shocked. And it's like, that, like four bucks for I a huge say, fucking like, like twenty ounce tub of that stuff. It's cheaper than water, and you just glop it. I would glop that on and fucking mm-hmm. whatever. And I remember. The first morning that I did my hair, I got it was like a Saturday morning, and it was like a big thing that I could do my own hair. So I got up at like fucking probably five in the morning or for something. School, before no, school. it was on Saturday morning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and is this when you went and stood? Okay. Yeah. And so I, I spiked my hair up, and I had this cool. How old are you? Top gun. I'm probably five or six. Okay. I had this tool, cool top gun bomber jacket on. <laughs> I was gonna bring this story up and then and you just probably did it on your own. probably these bike shorts that had checkerboards along bike the bottom. They might I'm imagining like shorts. like biker sh- like, like no these were like nylon. Shorts. They were oh they this is that. <laughs> so I have these these little and bike shorts on jacket? and a bomber jacket and probably some fucking uh, raw dudes or whatever fucking <laughs> shirt. Uh, some fucking gross like surf Bad company Boy shirt. Yeah, something or, like that. Uh, no fear. I wore a lot of surf company stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. all the goofy like '80s exactly. surf art. And uh, um, I had a shirt that had this disgusting guy with pimples all over his face, face and like Zinka stuff. And then, but the joke of the shirt was. He was like on the front. It said, "Hey, dude," and then on the back, it was a donkey with his butt in the air, and it said, "You know, uh, the definition of dude is a pimple on a donkey's butt." And I thought it was like the funniest fucking thing. I do remember kids probably Pino that. thought yeah, it was the funniest yeah, yeah. thing, but uh, but yeah, I I had hey, my Joe. You see that? That's fucking mm-hmm. wild, isn't it? I had my yes, hair, <laughs> had that my hair gelled up uh, like a fucking pineapple, like just rock hard hair spikes. This bomber jacket on my bike shorts, probably a pair of Payless shoes, and uh, some Nike's knockoff shoes. Some and I stood socks. by, and I would kind of like stand by one tree out on our street where all the my, yeah. the kids that I knew hung out, waiting for them to like do their first get out and play during the summer on yeah. a Saturday, and just just had the the one leg up on the tree with my hands in my pockets, <laughs> probably sweating my ass off because it was fucking hot. And then I would just move to like the next tree after like five minutes because no, it was six in the morning and yeah. nobody was awake. You're waiting for like that sunrise, like out of a movie. Oh yeah, kids like all coming yeah. out the door at the same time. Yep. 
boop, bow, bow. And, I and think then just all stop and slow-mo and yep. look at you. And there were these two girls. One was like my close friend who I liked who lived two houses down from me. Uh-oh. And this other live was like a friend of a friend who lived a couple ho- uh, streets back. But they would you know ride their bikes and stuff. So just hoping... Back in the in the day when I was just yeah. like, oh, I hope they notice me and let's see how cool I am now with my right. spiked hair, bike shorts, bomber jacket. Yeah, they'll see my sweet hog in these bike shorts, <laughs> which is insane. Like to think about how think everything I is just front and center, shorts. you know. But yeah, yeah. Oof. I had some weird stuff. But bike shorts no bike quickly shorts. followed by hammer pants. I had the hammer pants yeah. for sure. Very quickly followed. A lot hammer of hammer pants, pants. Oh, yeah. and then a a girl who we grew up with. She got into sewing, so she would make hammer pants. Oh, and she just buy the material. Big and billowy fucking yeah. parachute pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we would go to that uh, that old uh, Stanton swap meet that's still over Uh-oh. there on Beach Boulevard. That mm-hmm. was my my first my first and only purchase uh, of hammer pants. I had a fluorescent yellow pair and a fluorescent pink pair. I had a. a like a sleeper pant cloth mm-hmm. type material of mm-hmm. hammer pant for a very long time very that I wore as sleeper pants very once they went out of style and yeah, it was yeah. a red and black kind of because it, it wasn't quite camo y, but it was like oh, that yeah. weird like bleed together, but not some fucking like shitty all over print kind yeah. of print. Yeah. yeah. And I remember th- like some gray and black ones. And yeah, just mm-hmm. the crazier colors, the better. Yeah. I think is how those went. And uh, even, even, even though they were out of style, and they were like workout pants slash hammer pants. Yeah. In those quiet moments, w- w- in that twilight realm of sleep, just before the Sandman fully takes you, mm-hmm. your, your little legs would still go. Like this, and you go. Break it down. Can't touch it. Yeah. Should we get into the app? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not a lot of meat in this episode, so it's fine. Didn't mind fucking around for a while, but I'm gonna go slice one more piece. You keep going. That's fine. So we start off, and this episode is aliens in the Civil War. So very reminiscent of. Though without the blatant movie tie-in of Cowboys and Aliens, which was back in season two, I think. Um, But uh, this one is really just a... It's interesting. I didn't actually look at the... It didn't have the date on when it first aired on Amazon, um, because, of course, there was more fuckery with the episode order, which is supremely annoying for my OCD. But, uh, uh, yeah, this this ended up being kind of a, a very, like patriotic episode by the end like almost like a nationalistic right. point of like because it ends with like children's going like well yeah i mean uh, you know america's the new country the aliens are obsessed with and, and yeah, we we're the win. ones bringing the world into the future and everyone's yeah. looking to us and all they're here stuff. with all the native americans and they all got fucked so we exactly. gotta make sure these guys do it right <laughs> uh yeah it used to be the chinese or the egyptians and now we're the chinese egyptian mm-hmm. um but uh anyway yeah we start off before the war and there's uh, surprisingly a lot of Mormon shit here. So, uh, 1831, Joseph Smith, the founder of Momo, um, Momoism, <laughs> the founder of Momocon, uh, <laughs> Momofuko, <laughs> head chef, uh, uh, founder of Mormonism. He he's the guy. Everyone can look up the origins of Mormonism, but he's the guy that this uh, angel or a star being named Moroni came to right. him in a vision and gave him all these prophecies, showed him where these gold tablets are that have. Um, the Lord's New Testament, basically, so the post-Christ Christianity, um, and that Joseph Smith and there, and then later on Brigham Young would bring yeah. this new religion, which is still around to this day. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's SC in overtime this weekend. Oh, great at, at BYU, Brigham oh, Young yeah. University, yeah. Um, where anal is the choice of the loophole Mormons. Um, it's God's blind spot. Yes, uh, but yeah, in 1831, Joseph Smith is in 
some fucking spot in Missouri, and it says this is going to be the new Jerusalem where we'll settle. Um, and little little did he know he was going to settle much further out west. Well, he was going to die along the way, and then Brigham Young would carry things on. But uh, um, he mentions to his followers, this is 30 years before the Civil War, that the slave, the slave situation in the U.S. would be at the center of a great controversy and that the slaves would eventually rise up against their masters. So right. um, they tell more of Smith's story. They, they, they also do, they do a thing that's very misleading mm-hmm. or actually very leading where they draw, they have a CG, a shitty CG recreation of, of what's going on with Moroni and Joseph Smith. They show some period art. Uh, you know, lots of chicks just bleeding out of their vaginas. But um, and then a CG rendering of Moroni, who's literally a gray alien with a fucking hood on. And it's like, okay, guys, you can't just show the art and let people make their own conclusions and, you know, describe how they looked and whatever, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of luminous being talks in this this Mm -hmm. episode, too. Um, But uh, in 1932, Moroni came to Joseph Smith with this very scary prophecy and said that lots of wars will shortly come to pass. Um, and that the southern states will be divided against the southern, the northern states. So this is this is a year later, and this is mm-hmm. still thirty years before the Civil War. Yeah. Now, Joseph Smith, not having it be a prophecy, but him saying, "Wow, this slave thing is a pretty big issue in this country," because these these guys are literally, this guy and his followers are walking across the country. They're on a pilgrimage, right? right, right? right. They're seeing different states. They're seeing the economic situation and talking to people, things like that. Probably. You know, being treated like fucking weirdos. I think yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of that weird. Like they ru- they were run out of town for being polygamists and all this shit. And so, um, but Joseph Smith, anyone that starts a cult, is usually a pretty intelligent person. Yeah. He's also um, known as a big swindler. E- yes, exactly. And owed a lot of people money, I think, yes. and that's kind of why he took off. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, they don't like to talk about that very Ooh, much. Boy. But but uh, uh, but anyway, he seemed like he had his finger on the kind of the pulse of America at the time. So it doesn't. I don't think he needed a prophecy to go. Hmm. This this huge part of our economy has some human rights things. Even back then, where people are going, like in the north, it wasn't outlawed yet, but they were. They weren't. There just weren't as many slaves in the north, and there also weren't as many farms that were viable and stuff like in the south anyway, or at least with the crops that people wanted. But I don't think it took an alien or angel prophecy to, to for Joseph Smith to go. This is going to blow up at some point. This is going to boil over at some point, you know, yeah. especially 30 years in the future. So, um, but uh, uh, now the prophecy about the southern and northern states, that was very specific. But again, doesn't really need a prophecy to understand anyone that's looking at things going, right. Southern people really depend on all these slaves, and northern people have something else figured out. I don't think this is going to last very long. Right, right, so, right. plus, the number one worry about. The new nation, which was at this point, you know, in the 1830s, was only what 70-ish years old, 60 years old, 76 to and yeah, like, whatever. So, yeah. like, the the founding fathers were fucking worried that the union wouldn't last, and a lot of what they talked mm-hmm. about was how do we keep the union together and right, don't go right, and divide right. in political parties and all that kind of stuff. And so, because you know, they George they wanted to make George Washington king, and he said, no, right. there will be no kings in this yeah, country. Last so, forever. Yeah. And uh, and so, it again, I don't think it takes prophecy for someone that's living in a country that's not even 100 years old yet to wonder about all the ways that it could fall apart still you right. know so um but because i'm sure every politician every presidential candidate was constantly talking about how to keep the union together and all you know all this shit so yeah. uh, and figuring forward, out we've got land for you we've got manifest exactly. destiny we've got this and that yeah as, yeah especially as the country is chaotically growing right, at this right, insane right. pace at that point so um but uh, we get a first uh, will david wilcock drip here 
old Five Heads at Freddy's, and he says, Is it possible that the angel Moroni, this perhaps extraterrestrial being, was very or very concerned about the Civil War, and that's why it gave Joseph Smith an advanced prophetic glimpse to what, of what was coming. Was this yet another one of the efforts to intervene and try to steer our history uh, towards the most favorable outcome? Perhaps not just for us, but for the extraterrestrials themselves. David Wilcock, I mean, I see this as kind of the editor's fault, literally says a, a slightly different version of this paragraph Every single time he's on in this episode, right, right, right. It's con this this episode is just repeated clips, repeated narration by Clotworthy. It's just it's a it's a poorly it, it's a poor excuse for an yes. episode. Um, but of uh, the Joseph, <laughs> I almost said your last name. Yeah. Do you know where that's uh, from? Blah blah. Campbell. You are a poor excuse for a scientist. Was that Doc the, Brown? It's Not the very beginning of no. Ghostbusters is when it, oh, they're getting right, all their funding right, right. taken. You know. Uh, you which, know, you know which I can't wait. <laughs> Hollywood, Universal Studios, Hollywood Haunt, mm -hmm. Ghostbusters Maze. Oh, nice. And a killer clown maze. Nice. Stranger Things. Killer. Wait, it's a killer clown maze, but no, it's they have many. They have many mazes. Okay. So they have a Ghostbusters maze. Mm -hmm. Killer clowns from outer space maze. Right. Oh, killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. Got it. Stranger Things. Got it. And some other shit. Because I was like, wouldn't it be like a Pennywise maze if it was? You said Killer no. Clown. Sorry, Andrew sorry, things. sorry. Killer <laughs> Clowns, like Killer yeah, yeah. Clowns from Outer Space, the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they they go back. So they they say that Joseph Smith wasn't the only guy before the Civil War that had prophecies from these luminous beings, these mm -hmm. angels or whatever. George Washington had a similar ET encounter uh, with a luminous being who talks to him about the future of, of America and how it would be tested by Civil War at some point in the future. Again. As a guy who's trying to figure things out and the nation, right. it's just this loose right. you know, consortium of colonies there. Of course he's going to go, fuck, man. If I try to keep this company together, country together. I'm a fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are, people are going to, it's a lot of people in a very big area to try to keep together with very different climates and crops and things like that. Yeah. Um, New England is very different than the well, South. Well, even you know? the um, Congress was like very religious but the founding yes. fathers were not and yeah. that's where they all got in fights and shit yes. back then too they so were very like you could see it possibly splitting apart exactly you just don't know yeah because i mean the the from from what i remember in like ap us ap advanced placement u.s history my never friend. took it yes um uh there was a lot of bickering very similar to even still today the mm -hmm. actual united kingdom's parliament where they're fucking oh screaming a point of god yeah, yeah, yeah. you know screaming at each other and freaking out and yeah, like like you were saying, most of the found more than half the founding fathers were these very s just spiritual humanist guys that were deists. They were like, yeah. yeah, there's probably a creative force, but it's probably moved on to create other universes or things or whatever. It doesn't yeah, have yeah. a personal relationship with us, um, and and a very much a we're all part of this one big consciousness, right? But it doesn't really have a personality. It's just the the it's the origin of all of our consciousness kind right, of stuff, right, right. you know. So, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so of course they would be wondering, we still have these very puritanical people and Amish people are starting up and all, like what <laughs> who's Yeah, these Amish are getting going. <laughs> right. And and they came from Europe where there was constant fighting on smaller scales because it's a bunch of little countries right. all right next to each other with and then within those countries and you know, all that stuff. So yeah. um and remembering that they had and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't was the French Revolution sorry, that was after the the American Revolution. But Lots of companies in the seventeen or companies, goddamn countries in the seventeen hundreds, had lots of uh, wars, whether civil or feudal or whatever. whatever. So, yeah. um, 
we uh, 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 get a, a kind of the soft return of Nick Redfern, the bald birdie hasn't been on in quite a long time. Um, and he just, he's like recounting a story of a UFO sighting in 1860. And he's, and he's describing the ship and everything. And he goes, now this sounds like a rocket. And certainly no one should have a flying, uh, should have been flying a rocket in 1860. Yep. And I was like, yeah, certainly not aliens because aliens wouldn't fly rockets around. Again, right. all they don't need, yeah, rocket propulsion. Yes. And all these things back then. Yeah. It's literally like, I don't know, you have a fucking hoverboard that runs on magnetism or something and it works great. And then they're like, oh, here, here's, here's a version of this thing that you run off your own diarrhea. It's like biofuel. And you're like, okay, well, I guess that works, but this is already almost limitless energy and it's, you know, it's cleaner, it's quieter. I can maneuver better. Why the fuck? Why would I go back to this diarrhea skateboard? I don't. Uh, come on, stick with me, yeah, guys. Exactly. Your diary oh, skateboard, rocket ship, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get the analogy, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. uh, but yeah, like going to this completely less efficient form of travel. Again, when we're told by the same ancient astronaut theorists that, well, of course, because uh, of course, fucking Childress is an, ep- ep- an expert on anti gravity right. technology. Right. So he's saying, oh, yeah, well, you can change directions and you're creating a gravity well around you so you don't need, there's no weight or anything. You can move and this and that and it's silent and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, but uh, the dra- the dragons of Chinese uh, mythology could have been rockets with fire. I'm right, like, right. why the fuck would they have, you know? And hey, this isn't the little the meme of the little girl where you just go, por qué los, no los dos? You wouldn't want to have both, okay? Sure. And then that's the meme of the girl with the buck teeth going, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, mm, a little animated game. <laughs> um, we get the return. This actually is a, a big, boring return of Chris Pittman. Um, Chris Pittman is, looks a lot like Steve's roommate, Matthew, um, part of the Metaverse for sure. Yeah. And Bummed he, out on Thursday Night Football. Yes. He, uh, he yeah, listen to Adventurous Ghost, our most recent Patreon episode, if you want to hear all about that. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Chris Pittman is literally his his little um, stinger, whatever they call it at the bottom, mm-hmm. is just, it just says UFO investigator. I'm like, right. But he seems like the most fucking serious and like somber and fucking like learned about all this shit. Yeah. And he's like always like mildly concerned. Like, and no matter what he's talking about, is always concerned. You have to understand these guys are, I'm just like very sober, serious, somber, sober. There we go. Um, but he, he describes a handful of sightings from back in the day, too. Uh, a sighting in New York. Uh, that uh, Sorry, a sighting, uh, sorry, also in New York, where, like, for an hour long, people were seeing this big fucking thing in the sky, this big ship. Uh, report from New York as well of this old uh, a lady on Baxter Street, who her and her, her husband uh, both saw a luminous cross in the sky right. that was floating above the city. Uh, Wilcock is on to say again... How we've always been actively monitored by extraterrestrials for a specific outcome. Uh, and so we get to the start of the war um, in Charleston Harbor. Okay, that's where it all started, where yeah. uh, the Confederate Army fired on Fort Sumter. So um, I think. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Some, <laughs> so I, I, and I really think it was about the proper execution of the Charleston dance. Yes. Uh, where, you know, you put your knees. Uh, you know, and your hands between, there, yeah. whatever, yeah. And then um, Charlie Brown. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Cuban Shuffle. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that other song you love so much. <laughs> Is it Cuban Shuffle or Cupid I Shuffle? I have no idea. <laughs> I just know you hate choreographed line Now Jersey Mike's. Now Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Yeah. 
Best sub in Vegas. Best sub in Vegas. Where's it get that meat? Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I got one by me. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Down in OC. <laughs> oh, my G. <laughs> oh, that poor fucking guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, Steve's referring to a little story where he was in Vegas recently and the cab Uber, driver, the Uber, Uber driver, driver thought Jersey Mike's, a national chain, was a one-off restaurant in yeah. Vegas. It was the best Italian sandwich you could get in Vegas, and he didn't know where he got his meats, but holy boy, it was good. And I had to break his heart yeah. and say, there's one in Orange County. He's like, oh my God, you guys got one out yeah. there too? We're oh, like, yeah. yep. Like, oh wow, yeah, I don't know where he gets his meat. but Might have to move out yeah. there. <laughs> he also came from Ohio where he had a recording studio. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Notorious Big, as he said, yes. recorded an album there. Yes. So. A very with it individual. Exactly. Uh, not a dad at all. So, um, but uh, yeah, so this is the start of the war. Fort Sumter's fired on. Uh, I was going to say Master Lincoln, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Director Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. um, Director of the Presidency of the United States, uh, declares it an official rebellion, asks for a 75,000 strong uh, army, a volunteer army to squash this rebellion. And so the war begins. Um, they go into some death counts and facts about the war for about three to four minutes. Um, you know, they, they have some like colorized image. They all have like real photos and artwork from the war, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like at least it seems, you know, at least they're using, again, period, period art. You know, all that, all of the blood was not just on the battlefield, my yeah. boys, but back one week per month, the entirety of the women in the, U- well, in the North and the South, it was a different week. Mm-hmm. But in the north, they all didn't the, sync up. All the women were on the third week of the month. In the south, all the women were yeah. on the, of course, evil second yeah. week of and the month. And that's where they aligned on Teriyaki Day. Exactly. So I've been yes. told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, someone once told me, I will not name names, that there's a day and it's called Teriyaki Day. Mm-hmm. And it looks like teriyaki sauce. Oh, yes. so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. You blood clot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 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 oh. Uh, there was a Union Army or Union Battalion that was in uh, traveling from New York to Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah, uh, Annapolis is where that famous like military school is, right, or academy or something like that. Sounds hey, like they're in Annapolis so. or something. Uh, and they see a UFO in the sky. They described it as the moon suddenly soared clear into the sky and three circles appeared around it. So uh, lots of Chris Pittman here describing these old stories. He just seems kind of like a UFO. Um, uh, encounter like lore guy like a lot right. of his, but then it's like why not call like a ufo historian or something like that but um uh, uh nick redford comes back and and uh discusses the old kind of fallacious theory they have which is like there's always an increased level of ufo sighting surrounding wars like right right he names off all it's like well yeah like we talked about this with the battle of los angeles things mm-hmm. like it's like when when you have fear going through everyone in a nation everyone's on edge your senses are heightened your adrenaline's usually going a little bit more and you're also looking for things that you haven't seen before because it could be a fucking army rolling into your town or on your farmland or whatever too um listening for sounds that you know of explosions and things like that i'm not saying that that's that what they're saying their theory is that aliens come around more because wars are happening and they have a vested interest in the outcome right. of the war or whatever. That it could but happen. And they start showing themselves as well. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you would think that they would go into even more stealth mode and observe, you know, because obviously seeing these aliens, none none of these Civil War guys, at least, let alone other wars, were like, oh man, somebody, someone thinks watching us. We should 
we should just realize that we should all band together under these new things that are watching us. Like nobody, that never happens. The war just continues, right? Um, Night Beacon Lights is out there watching. Oh, there we go. There we go. Love you, Night Beacons. Love you, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Glad to see you today. (laughs) (laughs) A little late. Um, But uh, uh, in 1862, uh, this officer McClellan was uh, visited in his sleep by George Washington uh, in a vision, who gave him some inside info and caused him to change his plans for the better the next day. Right. And they ended up winning that whole thing. Um, again, the, the, they, they, they thread this needle that that there were these premonitions of George Washington. George Washington was a godlike figure in, especially at that point in American history, where he had died, you know, a couple of decades before or whatever. Um, and this was the guy that created the fucking right. country. He was right. a deified dude, right? right. So... It's not uncommon that as a soldier, as an officer, you'd be going like, hmm, what would old Georgie Poo do to help win this war or something too, right? So, right. Um, but uh, but this, this motif of George Washington specter, you know, coming and being luminous and shining and whatever and telling you what's going to happen the next day in the war or whatever is pretty common even with Lincoln. So right. um, there's a bunch of other officers that have these like death prophecies and things like that. Uh, and I'm like, well, go figure. It was a horrible war, Mid-war, the bloodiest yeah. fucking war on American soil. Of course, they're all going to be going to sleep at night, wondering when the next battle is or marching towards death yeah. um, and dreaming about themselves. And I'm assuming dying. these are in journals because, again, they don't yes. show any written documentation yeah, yeah. of any of these prophecies right. or experiences. I or think anything. the only well, only one of only a few written quotes was like the, mo- the describing the moon flying. And then there's a couple Abraham Lincoln quotes. Right, that's right. It. Um, Childress chimes in here, though, and says, uh, uh, in various cultures throughout time, uh, uh, they've been monitored by extraterrestrials. And in our own era, it's really the United States of America. You know, that's the country that uh, uh, they're the most interested in. And I was like, yeah. oh, how very Trumpy of David on this one. But, Great uh, job. Um, but, and he continues this kind of like patriotic uh, pursuit of this uh, thought. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we now get to old Abe, old honest Abe, Mr. <laughs> the director of the presidency of the American yes. United States, <laughs> the American United States yeah. himself, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of a. Never mind. Keep going. Oh, oh also bad joke uh, about Cadillacs and Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did hear uh, over the weekend that, um, as I said, Abraham and stuff. Uh, that Osama bin Laden's son was uh, killed by Mossad agents by sending him a sabotage cell phone that blew up on his face. Jesus Christ! <laughs> blew God, how do you? Off. What do you? How do you get sent a sabotage phone? Like, hey. oh, I've got a phone in the box. Oh, it's ringing. Hey, hey. Osama Junior, we have the new yeah. iPhone 11 here, man. It's early. <laughs> yeah. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Because I was like, Waddle. Yeah, was yeah like, exactly. Hey, you know, Waddle. Yeah. I appeared on Beard That Drunk That yeah. once. I what? I'm an artist. Do you know? little cartoon drive. Yeah. <laughs> Only episode they actually went yes, back and edited. Yes. Inappropriate content was spoken uh, by accident. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Production is not liable for uh, any slander, <laughs> guess, or uh, discriminatory words said on episode. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee. True. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we're all about stinking Lincoln here. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the day of his election, Lincoln looks in the mirror and he sees his his visage, his his face split into two versions. One is a very 
youthful, healthy-looking older version of himself, and mm-hmm. one is a very gaunt, pale, gray version of himself. And so he and he went back and checked like multiple times, and it was just there. Um, now he went and go and told his old wifey there, Mary. And she freaked the fuck out. She was a very like mystical, spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I mean, a lot of this episode is about how he was as well. Right. Um, they have a guy that literally wrote a book called the the mystical presidency of Abraham Lincoln or something like that. But uh, uh, we get William Henry, Medallion Man, on here for some reason um, to to comment on Abraham Lincoln's spirituality, and he says uh, it's not a big stretch of a it's not it's not too big of a stretch to think that he was influenced by otherworldly beings during the course of the war. It was that important. It took on immense cosmic significance. Um, so again, it's not unheard of for yeah. any any guy or gal to be like our fucking world is getting changed right now, and tens of thousands of people a month are fucking dying, yeah. killing each other and stuff. So of course he's gonna want to be very existential and think about the right thing to do, right? Yeah. So, um, but, uh, or sorry, the paranormal presidency of Abraham Lincoln. Um, PP. Yes, exactly. They at least have a another guy who's very dull and doesn't say anything interesting who's a just Civil War historian, so they have at least someone sort of objective on there. Um, and it really isn't a secret that that Abraham Lincoln was a spiritual dude. Um, how much of it ends up being true, I'm not sure if these are in letters. I'm not sure. Again, I'm totally open to believing this. Just show us a little bit of the evidence or something, right? Right, right, right. Show a quote. There's billions of quotes, books full of quotes from Lincoln. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, show show a fucking letter and have some dork acting student read it in an old Abraham Lincoln yeah. voice or whatever it is. But um, get fucking... Uh, Let's see that dork, baby. Yeah, get my left foot in there yeah. to you know, stamp out, you know, what's his name? Uh, milkshake and... Uh, oh, bowling uh, pins from uh, "There Will Be Blood." <laughs> yes, God, what is his name? And, Not uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Of New- yes, it is. Yeah, well, the actor. The actor. <laughs> he did play Abe Lincoln. Yes. Uh, did you uh, say Abe Lincoln? Lincoln? Yeah. No, I, I said Hey Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that earlier too. I was like, was his name Hey Lincoln? And it was like, no. Just as you said. Yes. Oh. Hard Uh-oh. stop from Steve. There. What? <laughs> I thought you were continuing to no. go. Uh, Dragon Wolf says they can't find any of these books. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, oh, they can't find any of these books. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah the Paranormal Presidency of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's download at Paranormal Presidency of Abraham Lincoln dot com. Published by Paranormal Presidency of Abraham Lincoln Press. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> he said all they found was an Abraham Lincoln joke book. <laughs> <laughs> Four score and seven dad jokes yeah. by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, how much is a score again? Uh, 28 days? Maybe. A fortnight is two weeks. Oh, that's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's how you do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, when you said dork, I literally can't stop thinking of 16 Candles. Oh. <laughs> this is going to sound horribly whatever, but it's in the movie. Yeah. Okay. We're quoting a movie. Okay, when the kid... <laughs> So Long Duck Dong yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. is staying in the kid's room. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kid's all pissed off because it's yeah. a bunk bed. Exactly, and, yeah, yeah. And Long Duck Dong is sitting on the top. Long Dick Dong. Well, Long Duck Dong. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> they're like, Why are you, what, what's wrong? He's like, I, you know, I'm in my room, whatever. I'm sleeping underneath a Chinaman named after a duck's dork. <laughs> Long Duck Dong. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it's like like it's just two slangs for a dick. It's like dong and d- 
and yeah, dark. Oh yeah, great writing, named after. And I mean, those kids all had good lines because they were all like Chicago area kids too. They had accent and stuff. Um, but uh, 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 oh, so uh, Lincoln apparently <laughs> took a lot of accounts of his dreams. Uh, apparently, each time he had this one dream about himself on like a canoe or a boat or something, mm-hmm. um, a major battle broke out like yeah. the next day. So, um, now again, our what you call our instincts or our gut or whatever, we're all we're perceiving a lot of things, or things are we've talked about this on this show before, like you know, oh, it's like it's in the air or whatever. Like, are we all pulling from right? this cosmic group of data, right? Are we right, tapping right, in right. somehow to... There's something th- building and we can all sense it. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, because, um, I mean, p- animals especially have that fucking sixth sense where it's right. all these little triggers are adding up to something and they've gotten more evolved at that because that's what's kept them alive. You keep bass key in the, uh, no, the it, keyboard, it's huh? it's hitting a wire or something. Oh, it's doing a little, like, something electrical yeah, yeah, yeah. It's current like feedback-y thing. thing. Um, I love my feedback <laughs> Uh But, yeah, so... I chew feedback they They start, they start kind of deifying Abraham Lincoln, too, or at least they're going off of these books talking about his spiritualism and mysticism and stuff and kind of saying he was, like, a chosen one by the aliens mm-hmm. to make sure that the war went a certain way. Right. Um, they have a lot of colorized photos. Uh, in there, which is cool. Steve then shat on that and said, um, <laughs> I've done that in Photoshop and snapped yeah. that hurt. I did that at Golden West Community College. Yeah. Uh, basic <laughs> Photoshop <Glumis>. 101. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was not Glumachi. Was it, the, it was the uh, no, Parkinson's No, it, was, it wasn't the Parkinson's. Oh. Because I took a, a Photoshop class after you. Got it. It was some Failed. weird lady. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, there was. Did you have a crush uh, on her? No, I did not because mm. she was. She God, who does she look like? She looked like the mom from uh, what's that really depressing movie with Steve Martin where they're all married and oh, not, Parenthood. Yeah, looked like, like the, the short haired lady exactly, yeah. with the glasses uh, and Jane, everything. Yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, just a classic Germanic mom. Um, but uh, uh, oh, they talk about how Lincoln. It sounds like he just was because his this was like his wife's go to spiritualist. Uh, this gal named Nettie Colburn. Um, and they did seances and stuff, and she and Nettie said and she that she was spirits... known for yeah, the spirits through the nose, yes, and she would boil water exactly and then yeah. pour it in your nose. Oh, a current of yeah. water, huh? God, what the um, fuck is that? Anyways, yeah, uh, joke ruined. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a Nettie pot, exactly. Um, and one of the spirits that came through was really it's it really scared the shit. It traumatized her, and she really stopped being a mystic and psychic afterwards because it came through and like. She perceived that like her eyes were glowing red and all this stuff, and she and it said, "Remember me, Nettie, when I killed your brother. I talked just like this." Yeah, <laughs> at Disneyland, I went on yeah. the Roger Rabbit ride. Oh yeah, and big old Hern Dog <laughs> had never ride. seen that movie and or been on that ride. I think he would love that movie exactly because <laughs> it's amazing live action yeah. and animation. And again, uh, Joey's sexual awakening was Jessica Rabbit, where I was first like. I, I just, I literally, like, it was the first I time like I was like. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. I like Gyles. I like Gyles and the yeah. things on their body. Yeah. Um, no, that was when I was just like, as a kid, like, you know, I re- this is really interesting and, and fascinating, but please get back to the Jessica Rabbit scenes. Like, I just yeah. wanted to see her on screen more because I literally felt at the time like I was like. Getting away with watching porn or something right, right. like that. So. <laughs> uh, Dragon Wolf also said, "There's a movie called Abe Lincoln: Colon Sex Alien <laughs> from 1994. 
Maybe that's another Patreon oh, yeah. Probing episode deeper right on there. A, on a, <laughs> Abe Lincoln sex alien. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we got to do that on name alone. Um, but uh, 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 yeah, so uh, she would give Lincoln and his wife these seances, and apparently there's a I, again I don't know if it's an apocryphal story or what because. Even the ancient astronaut theorists are all, apparently, she even gave a seance and said okay. that the, the spirit specifically and frequently said to, to create a speech that ends up being the Emancipation Proclamation. I'm like, okay. Again, like, where is this documented? Exactly, right? So, um, and of course, the conspiracy theorists will be like, well, of course you wouldn't document that. That would make him seem crazy, posthumous, right. you know, posthumously, whatever. Posthumously. Yes. Um, but uh, Wilcock, again, makes the obvious claim that all the aliens that were being cited throughout the war are the ones that were speaking through Nettie Colburn mm-hmm. to tell him, because it's like they're out there flying around and then they fucking use her as an antenna or whatever. Right. Again, why not just speak directly to him yeah. too? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like, right. If, he, if they're already showing him visions of alternate universes, versions of himself in a fucking mirror, why use this fucking medium and whatever? It sounds to me like she was a fucking, I don't know, gypsy-esque lady who fucking got his wife, a very rich, the, the number one lady in the country to believe yeah. her and then him as well. So I mean, you could say she was the first. Yes, exactly. The number one <laughs> lady. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Playing into it, Joe. I know, I know. I wasn't disagreeing with you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, I just bust through the yeah. glass window door <laughs> in the back. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, as the war continues, we get to Gettysburg. And so uh, by the time Gettysburg happens, it's like, 337,000 people have died in this fucking war after two and a half years. No one has a clear advantage. Most of the fights have been in the southern states, so it's kind of decimating the farmland, yeah. which is still kind of the lifeblood of the country, even the north. Um, and Robert E. Lee, the general of the south, the Confederacy, decides we're going to take the war to these goddamn Yankees yeah. up north. So, um, damn Yankees. There's a guy named Johnny V. Korstein. And he's this fucking liver-lipped, mustachioed man who's bald. He literally looks like a character right off of the game Guess Who, like just yeah. a cartoon of a human being. And I, I wrote that, <laughs> I wrote that he sounds like a five-year-old kid who was obsessed with the Civil War, got shot with a grow-up ray, <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to talk about Abe Lincoln right. over and over. Because he's like, as you said, he only has a bottom lip. It's a very thick, spitty bottom lip. Yeah, it and is. And he's just kind of talking. I mean, he was saying all he did. Just like, fuck. Like, he's so annoying. They have him on more than anyone this episode. Yeah. And literally just repeats what Robert Clotworthy says or sets up what Robert Clotworthy's going to say. So, um, uh, but he talks about how Lincoln had a vision of George Washington. Or, sorry, uh, Robert. Sorry. Uh, Lincoln had a vision of George Washington. And that turned the tide against Lee again when he was trying to come north. Right, right. Um, and so uh, we get a children's chime in here. Lean on me. I'll be your friend. General, lean <laughs> <Yeah>. on me. <laughs> oh, you're general leaning all over all. me. <laughs> yeah. Peter North, I guess. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> massive ropes for the time yes. that were made out of tweed. Yes. And, sorry, dusty tweed. <laughs> Used to tie the slaves up, yes. of course. Um, but uh, uh, we get a children's chime in here for some reason. He says, uh, 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 so you have to, this is like, this is the kind of question the audience could be asking if they were stupid, but mm-hmm. but like an ancient astronaut theorist like Childress doesn't really have an excuse here. He's like, uh, so you have to ask yourself if the extraterrestrials knew that disguising themselves as George Washington and giving them this advice would turn the tide of battle. 
And uh, it seems as though something like this happened. Like I, I always love the ones where he just is like, "Yeah, that explains it." And he yeah. has this like nice little happy tone. He's like, "I mean, Sounds and that's right. that's what one person reported happening, and it's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I believe it. So, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Literally, now it's a thing. And I was like, it's there's so much confirmation bias with this, right, you right, know. So, right. um, but uh, and then you know, Clotworthy asks, you know, but was the American connection to aliens far earlier than the Civil War? Uh, Childers chimes in again and says. Uh, now we do have evidence that Thomas Jefferson and Benny Franklin, he said Benjamin, Benny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, George Washington believed in extraterrestrial life, and he and he gives all these examples like Thomas Jefferson talking about the plurality of the world, George Washington fucked an alien, all this stuff, yeah. and he and so he just finishes that and he goes because he gave some examples of how they believed, he goes uh, and so it would seem that they were very much believers in extraterrestrials and life on other planets, and I'm like. What is the point of this? Like of this entire book? Any of it? It's yeah. like a just a completely circular statement here. Uh, Clotworthy just said the founding fathers believed in a plurality of worlds, and at least some of them. Whatever. Um, they cut to Lincoln having a premonition of his own death, and he apparently felt this for a very long time. I also would think every single president in the world constantly thinks about their own safety and getting assassinated right, right, and things right. like Especially that back too. Then when. You know, you didn't have the secret service. Yeah. yeah, he's riding around on a fucking horse onto a battlefield. Like, right, how did right, right. how did some fucking Confederate sniper wasn't just posting up in a tree and just blew yeah. his brains out or something? So, uh, just fucking general lead all over him. You right, know? right, right. Um, but uh, uh, Chris Pittman is on again, uh, very somberly and seriously repeats the same exact things that Lincoln had dreams and visions, and the aliens thought he was an important chosen one figure. Um, Clotworthy repeats the same thing. Again, that Christmas, uh, Christmas just that repeated. Chris Pratt. Yes, <laughs> Chris Prattman just released. Um, but uh, we move on to maybe the most interesting figure, and maybe because I was a writing major or whatever too. But because this is a this is a, a fucking weird like Ripley's Believe It or Not style story. But Ambrose Pierce, <clears throat> who uh, you know was a Civil War officer, literally got in 1864 got sniped in the fucking skull in his left temple which you think would just kill instantly, but somehow the bullet bounced around his flesh and, and went around his skull, but never entered his skull. And and so he got, he got shot and just yeah. ended up... Well, kind of like, like skinning him. Exactly, like yeah. behind his left ear. So, um, And after the war... They, now, the the part that frustrates me is that they build him up... you know Because he, he ends up being a very prolific and influ- influential sci-fi writer. And so... But they never talk about how... You know, Ambrose Bierce, he never wrote a lick of writing in his life before. Like, if oh, that would have been right, interesting right. if they, like, level this set. This was the inspiration. Yeah, and he was a normal dude who was into fucking, into fucking and yeah. leaning all over the place and whatever. But but they never say that. They just say after the war, he was a prolific writer. Lots of people that survived the war ended up being prolific writers about the war and this right, and that. Right, right, right. You know, whatever. But yeah, all these wars bring out people and exactly. then inspire them to write or create art or right. do whatever. It's yeah. It's a post. You're living in a post-war world yeah. where everyone's now readjusting to peacetime and all the changes yeah. the war brought and all that stuff. And so shook AF exactly. Um, but uh, anyway, he he becomes this big writer afterwards. And so they're they're really trying to go into the if you get smacked on the head hard enough, you can become a genius thing. Right. And then if you smack it again, you go back to being dumb or whatever, or you yeah, remember yeah, something and yeah, forget yeah, exactly. something. It's yep. amnesia, not amnesia, whatever. Um, and so Wilcock expounds um, in a very weird roundabout way. Quick side note: I sent you a screenshot of Twitter um, where uh, some yeah. guy was just like, "Oh, Wilcock and Corey Good, his fucking whatever, are two of the biggest charlatans in the uh, oh, ancient right, aliens right. world," and blah blah blah. 
and uh, you know and you know completely make their career out of telling people lies blah blah and then Mike Barra was right. like uh no he's like he's like he's like nah I would actually avoid anything on the guy in network and then TT somethings I don't know what the fuck that was and then a few other people and right. I was like whoa he was coming hard on them but yeah he was generally on over but uh, but it's funny that like seems to be a zeitgeist of people starting to go this Wilcott guy is kind of an it's arrogant a prick yeah, you know yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Barra apparently a big Wilcock defender. Barra was he not? He wasn't at contact, right? No, he was not. He was so only at Alien Con. I wonder if because of his obvious disdain for the Gaia Network. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing he was on Wilcock's side with all that Gaia Network Fallout right. stuff, you know. So which it's weird that Wilcock. I have was access still to Wilcock's at. cock. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I have access to his load. Yeah. 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 His balls. It's and a such, load of information you know, too. You know. Yeah. Sometimes he'll bring me in just to eat his asshole. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the deal is, if I eat his downstairs load, he gives my brain the upstairs load, okay? Yeah. The download. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> downstairs you know. load versus download. <laughs> download, yeah. You know, keep it on the download is what he always says. <laughs> and, you know, no penetration. Keep the fucking catch ring on the download. I'm going to drip everywhere if you keep right. doing that. Okay? <laughs> Get me so hot, Barra, with that comb forward. God, I love it. You have a bigger forehead than me, yeah. technically. <laughs> Well, sorry, I thought you were making an actual other point. What? Uh, <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't, uh, no, I don't no it's fine. Real uh, <laughs> Wilcock expounds on this, and, and he says, yeah, on the sky, is better, <laughs> on Ambrose Bierce getting shot in the skull and then becoming a writer, uh, Wilcock says, uh, we are all disconnected from our core, unaware of the greater realm of pure potential, and Ambrose Bierce might have gotten the right nudge to an interesting window into that realm, allowing him to get closer than any of us do. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's, yeah. I'm just like, why don't, that's such a weird, that's his typical, like, completely astral plane. So it's like, right, he right, you discuss right. these things. I mean, which is odd because usually he does try to be very clear with kind of, without all the highfalutin words all the time, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, it was just a very odd point. Just saying, yeah, it seems as though Ambrose Beers might have gotten closer to that universal consciousness that I talk about all the fu- you know he could have just said that and it would have been right, the same right, sta- right, uh, right. statement. So, um, but yeah, Ambrose Beers wrote in Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, like one of his most famous works, the difficulty of, of walking across a field or walking through a field, um, the difficulty of crossing a field. Both are like uh, uh, the Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. I talked about in a couple of my literature classes, and you could take it as him talking about interdimensional travel and alternate realities. Um, and he, they might be right, but they, they have that guy. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. He he always writes about the Native American Southwest yeah. stuff, and he's got a weird, <laughs> shitty George Norrie style. It's like Chippa a mix of... Wap-a-poo. He's a, he's a Barra Norrie. He's like right. a mix of Barra and Norrie at the same time. With boring. A little, <laughs> with a little, and he is boring. With a little bit of that Native American tan, right. which I can't tell. Is it because Baker he's part real? Native American yeah. or... Or is he just an old tan man that hangs out in the Southwest? Right, and gets right, tan. right. So, um, but yeah, he's talking about how everything with with uh, Beers was all about alternate worlds and whatever. And I'm like, he is. Expl- I mean, this is a guy who survived not only the trauma of a war, right? The trauma of getting shot in the head. You know, yeah. so that's going to change your perception of things. Whether we know whether person, is or isn't. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, exactly. Person former guest shot of the show. The head. Yeah, yeah, Cody. Cody, who puked on yeah. beer there, drunk our fuse, our, our fused and only puker, right? Yeah, yeah. and that was on the uh, <laughs> Beechwood episode, exactly. Beechwood Bear, whatever the fuck that was, yep. but uh, quite some time ago. But he was at a, a park 
a local park in Costa Mesa. Yeah. And many years ago, and basically I think it was a gang initiation, and they said, give me it all your money. It was a gang of New York. Because they like jumped on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cody was, was one wearing, of the dead rabbits. I was going to say, he had a rabbit <laughs> on his belt hanging from his you know pants. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they basically jumped his group of friends and right. said, give me all your money. And as he said, give me all your money, shot him in the head. Yeah, great. Like, so it's, how's he going to do that? Exactly. And it like. Because yo did. Nicked him in the head and knocked yeah. him out, but then left like a scar and like. Right. He literally could have Also didn't penetrate his skull. Right. That's Just what gave I'm him a nice yeah. little uh, groove up exactly. there. So. Yeah. And that's how Stella got her groove back. And the emperor, which we call Cody. Exactly. Yes. Um. <laughs> and it's a new one. Yes. His group. Um, now, I all of this rebooting with uh, Disney, all these quote-unquote live-action versions, which are just CG nightmares, yeah. why don't they just make cat versions, cute cat versions, like the Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> 101 cats. Yeah. Kittens. Uh, the Aladdin remake, Cat, yeah. <laughs> or Aladdin the Cat. Yeah. Beauty and the, the Cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> Or the cat yeah. and the beast. Yeah. Even bigger Alice size discrepancy. In cat world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cat Alice in Thunderland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or focus on the caterpillar. Exactly. <laughs> and you could have Caterkan. What? <laughs> and then I'd forgotten. Yeah. Uh, Mocata. Right? Yeah. What was Peter Pan? Caterkan. Uh, <laughs> Peter Pan the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Meow Anna, mm-hmm. uh, Meow Lan, <laughs> Lady and the Cat, Kitty and the Tramp, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, old <laughs> Old Yeller the Cat, <laughs> yeah, Homeward Bound Cat, <laughs> Oliver and Company with Cats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more Cats, where the dogs are cats too, well, not just say, the cats. All cats yeah. go to heaven. <laughs> Even though I think we're Don not Bluth. in yeah. <laughs> Cats Before Time. <laughs> Back to the catcher. Yeah. Cats go, uh, what is the fifle? The cat. Uh, uh, cat goes west. No, well, that's the second one, because I was going to say uh, that. Cats go west. Uh, um, fifle, oh, an American tale. Yeah. So cats, an American tale. An American cat tale. Yeah. <laughs> cat or tail. Meowville goes west. <laughs> The great cat detective. Yeah. It just writes itself. Come cat on. tails. Woohoo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Darkwing cat. Yeah. Uh, no. no. Disney should be, just be understand. Disney, Disney should jizz. Disney should just be understanding that cats rule the internet, okay? I don't yeah. know if your dad's told you, but cat videos are the funniest thing on the internet. Yeah. Cat and if is they were bae. smart, if Disney wanted to make some fucking money for once, they should just be rebooting all of their hits with cats. And they called Catspur. they be called cat lassics. Yeah. Catspur, the friendly cat. <laughs> I think that's like not time uh, uh it's like Universal what is it? Warner Brothers or Univ- yeah, some fucking weird thing. Uh Time Warner Cables. <laughs> Catspur the friendly ghost. No longer Time Warner Cable, but right. known as Spectrum. Right. Yeah. Starring Christina Ricci before her boob reduction. Oh, all um, cats go to heaven. Oh, that's why I said night beacon. Yeah. Uh, get it together. Um, anyway, uh, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge is a former soldier, or sorry, it's during the war. Uh, a soldier gets taken by the opposition, um, and he is being hung from Owl Creek Bridge. <laughs> and he imagine he he perceives himself 
as the rope drops that he it breaks and he falls in the water, runs 30 miles home. As soon as he gets close to his wife, um, his his horrible neck. pain in his neck, and he's snapped back, and he's literally his neck is snapping while he falls. So it's right. really like your his life flashing before his eyes, which you could argue time dilation's happening because you're perceiving all of these things in what you think is real time. Right. But it's happening in one second. Yeah. You know? So uh but they're they're obsessed with, oh yes, it's all about traveling to other dimensions. Now, to be fair, he did his life he, he was he was disappeared. We mentioned this a long ass time ago with the Crystal Skulls episode, I think. Yeah. But he went with the guy um uh, uh Mitchell Hedges, who was the guy that like discovered the first Crystal Skull and brought it back, yeah. you know, apparently. Um, where we pruned the women and raped the hedges. Exactly, yeah, on the veranda. Um, Ambrose Beers teamed up with him to go find this crystal skull, and the last thing he wrote was this note that said, like, it's in Chihuahua, Mexico, of all places, and right. it's like, where that, cri- where that crystal, we talked about that crystal cave a few episodes yeah. ago, but, uh, and he basically says, uh, tomorrow I leave for a destination from which I will never return. That's literally the last thing was ever written, he ever wrote, and Wilcock just kind of goes like, he literally says, like, you know, I think the aliens basically just told him, hey, we like you, and uh, go to this place, and we'll meet you there. Because yeah. he just like, like us, like we like you. Right. Like, subscribe, share, yeah. and we'll meet you there <laughs> at our channel. Um, that follow button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that at least that's like a very mysterious, he's a very mysterious character who's also very prolific. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, why why they could describe and show there's a, there's a, there's a French version of an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which they showed clips of yeah. from the 60s. And um, why they went through that effort to show that and describe that story as opposed to showing some fucking quotes himself from Abraham mm-hmm. Lincoln or his wife or something would have been interesting, but I don't know. So uh, the last segment is all about the Capitol Dome in the, at the Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. and the statue on top of it. Um, the dome's construction was kind of getting halted. It was underfunded. He was like, nope, you got to give money to that and finish it. Uh, it's going to be a sign that the Union will continue on after this horrible war. Um, a 15,000-pound bronze statue um, of, uh, of the symbol, the Statue of Freedom is what it's still called. Um, and it's a, it's a woman with a Native American-style fringe blanket, as they describe it, slung over her left shoulder. And she has this, like, eagle feather headdress with stars all around it. This, like, freaks them out. William yeah. Henry comes on and is, like, astounded. It's like... The symbolism they chose is completely cosmic. A goddess ring with stars? I mean, suggesting that she's celestial or a star being? And it's like, yeah, it's the stars okay. and it's eagles and stars and yeah. stripes, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. the country What's had been around flag? for almost 100 years at this point, and it's right. our it's all the symbols from our flag. So, again, maybe it is. There's Maybe the founding fathers were like, yeah, stars and all this stuff and whatever. I guess. Yeah. That's fine. But for him to freak the fuck out and act like, it's a oh, big this is the sm- yeah. this is the magic, this is the smoking gun, like this is that he was a fucking yeah. knew these star beings. I'm like, give me a fucking break, dude. It's right, stars, right. It's a white and eagles, ass fucking and looking stuff. lady dressed exactly. as a Native American, <laughs> very big anime eyes, yeah, like yeah. pretty crazy. But uh <laughs> <laughs> French blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I French, thought it said we we. Uh, <laughs> Um, Make a wee wee video. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always say yes, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, apparently this can be traced to Ben Franklin's The Indian Treaties, where he wrote about, and he wrote these for like 30 years, in the 1730s and the 1760s, about, and it kind of studying 
studying the Native Americans. Like he wrote a lot about the Native Americans in the area of like New England. Yeah. And uh, and wrote about their religion and basically how they believed quite literally that all spirits and gods were literally beings from the sky. So yeah. from stars and things like that. Um, they talk about briefly the fucking the sky woman they believe. Again, the they is like saying you know, all all Latin people of all Latin cultures believe this one thing, and it's like no, like Mexicans from this area believe this, and then right. Spaniards this believe this, yeah. and blah, you know, like all this shit. And they're just saying like, kind of like saying all Native Americans are one group, not just right, right. You know, tens Different of hundreds and, yeah, or whatever tribes and all exactly languages and all that shit. Yeah. But um, but uh, Childress chimes in again and says, uh, uh, actually, he asks you, uh oh, yeah. And you have to wonder, uh, there isn't some kind of extraterrestrial influence here, some sort of connection to the aliens. And then uh, Clotworthy asks the same questions over and over, as does Childress again when he chimes in again. Okay. Literally, he said the same thing as well as Wilcock. And so he goes, it really seems that, actually, this is like the wrap up of the episode, too. It really seems that extraterrestrials have been monitoring the United States from the beginning, and it's still going on today. The nurturing of the United States as an inclusive, spiritually advanced and technically advanced country is very important to the extraterrestrials and, and more importantly to the entire earth. And I'm just like, I wonder, I, I should have looked back and see if this was like around 4th of July or something yeah, yeah. like that just to be patriotic. But Wilcox says the exact same thing as Childress again. Um, and I just wrote like, this is like a really one trick pony episode. It's like aliens like us Americans and are monitoring us cause we're doing some shit. And we're the key to the salvation of the universe or the world right, or right, whatever, right. you know. Um, so I was just like, yeah, great job, Editor. You repeated everything at least five times this episode. Yeah, great job. When you would think that there were so many more interesting stories from the Civil War about aliens and sightings and stuff like that. Because I think, like, there was that one episode where it was, like, alien encounters or something where it was a lot of Ameri- like early America stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of weird shit in New England as these Europeans were going from these relatively just kind of proportionally smaller topography yeah. than they were than it back in Europe to these huge open giant forests and giant mountains, all this just endless space that yeah, they're not yeah, used yeah. to. And how kind of fucking terrifying that was. And mm-hmm. that's why you have like Nathaniel Hawthorne and all these like people writing about the devil lives in the forest and all this crazy, you know, puritanical right, shit. Right, but right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this was could have been a very interesting episode and for like a minute maybe it was, but literally the only thing that was interesting Ambrose Beers was talked about extensively in another episode. So, right, 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 right. and the rest was also talked about in almost all other episodes, Everything except else, yeah. except the focus on Lincoln. Right, um, right, right. But even then, it was just Being like a mystic and exactly. all that stuff. Yeah, like I would have loved an episode just about Abe Lincoln if they would have done their their homework and put quotes or had somebody reenacting it or some all the shit the History Channel does best. And it's the History Channel. Yeah, there's probably fucking documentaries that already exist that they have the rights to to show clips from about. Abraham Lincoln's spiritualism or something. Right, you know, right, so, right, right. Anyway, really dropped the ball, Prometheus Oopsie Entertainment. Daisy. So, um, yeah, we've gone really long tonight, I think. What are we at right now? Uh, 138. Oh, that's not bad. Just an hour of fucking around on the yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's what you freaks out there love. I, li- I like using that word freak lately because it's kind of like, it's just such, nobody uses it as an insult very much anymore, but it's oh, so mean when you just call oh fuck off freak yeah. like <laughs> i remember mid to early 90s my brother and his friends would say freaks all the time yeah in a fun way and then mm-hmm. i would say it at school and people got really offended yeah, and i yeah. was like wait people are bummed out so right. i'd say yeah you freak yeah yeah you would sing that song freak in the yeah. morning freak, freak in the evening 
just like me. Um, but uh, I can't. And they'd also say that. the word "sick" and "disgusting," but in a good way. But way proto. Oh, people yeah, going yeah. sick. We'd be like, oh yeah. no, that's sick. That's like, yeah, it, yeah. but like a gross oh. but good. Yeah, like because like disgustingly uh, good. Yeah, people are like, yeah. oh, why you when you say things are gross, I'm like, yeah, that means it's good. Yeah, like exactly, it's disgusting. Yeah, 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 cool means it's hot. Correct. You know, <laughs> oh, her tits are so cool. Yeah, means it's lunch. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of does, um, but uh, I would I would argue that anyone in the world that thinks something is truly yummy and says this is yummy, I dare them to not eat it for lunch. Yeah. It might be a breakfast food, it might be a dinner food. Guaranteed, eat it for lunch. Yeah, so lunch always. Is, yum. Lunch is the perfect meal. Always. Yum. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to us talk about Hey Blinken and uh, uh, the civilian war of the eighteen blunders. And um, uh, uh, support us on support us on SoundCloud <laughs> by directly <laughs> downloading our episode. No. Uh, 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 yep. Uh, support us on Patreon if you like our content. Tell your friends about it for five bucks a month. More get to this episode a month. Uh, like, subscribe, share to our YouTube channel. Uh, watch us here on Twitch.tv slash Aliens. Support us at Patreon.com slash Aliens. And tell your friends to just listen to Probing Ancient Aliens and hopefully we're going to do that someday. Um, uh, on, uh, still listen. Yeah, we're You can catch up on 38 episodes. Uh, but yeah, listen to us wherever podcasts can be downloaded. Uh, follow us on social media at, uh, Probing Ancient Aliens on Facebook. Uh, at Probing Ancient Aliens. No, Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram as well. It's there, there, drunk that PC. And at Probing Aliens on Twitter. Got three or four new followers just today on Twitter. Um, but, uh, yeah, lunch. Other than that, whatever lunch, yum little butthole prolapses that come out of my anus. See on the other side, brother. We are broadcasting deep into it, but we'll probably be broadcasting Saturday. Oh, yes, exactly. So, we will have a record. There you go. Thanks, guys. There you go. There you go. Bye.